The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Shelly Allen here. It's an Allen family episode. Hi, honey. Hey, baby. So, uh, uh, honey, we have a guest. Uh, All right. Yay, so it's not just you and me today. Uh, today with us, uh, we have the shooting star uh, straight from uh, FIP recently, where he just made his debut, uh, as well as Bar Wars coming up in, in uh, Clearwater, Florida. Uh, honey, we have the wonderful Fabu Andre with us. Fabu, thank you for joining us here on the IndieCast. Thank you for all the accolades. Definitely. Well, uh, Fabu, uh, we start every episode the same way uh, with what we like to call the lightning round. Uh, Shelly has uh, five kind of rapid-fire questions that she's going to ask you. Uh, answer them as long and short as you like, but... Uh, that's uh, well. This is how we get all some of those kind of dumb podcast questions out of the way. So, uh, honey, the floor the floor is yours. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Fabu. Uh, who trained you, and when did you debut? Uh, my original trainer was Frank Reyes, and I debuted January ninth, I believe, twenty seventeen. I still have the poster in my room, but my trainer since then has been uh, Francisco Chiazzo, Chris Silvio, and uh, Matt Seidel. Okay. Very neat. Good listening. So, and, uh, question two. Okay. I didn't know we were numbering them, but sure. Yeah. Uh, what is your first wrestling memory? My first wrestling memory? Um, my brother, had, my oldest brother, had a lighter uh, with Kane's mask on it. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And there was also my first like actual wrestling event memory was a SmackDown live show with uh, Rikishi and too cool in the ring and they brought some kids in to do the warm with them nice <laughs> oh. uh, Rikishi one of my favorites I don't I don't know yeah, why you've he always, has such a yeah you've always liked Rikishi I do so it's, it's fun question question three okay you wear beautiful ring, wings excuse me I can say this I promise you can I even practiced you wear beautiful wings to the ring who is your favorite entrance gear other than your own uh in wrestling in general or, like, in, in the independence? However you want to answer yeah, that. Yeah, re- wrestling Both. in general was how I planned it, but if you want to give uh, some props to somebody on the indie scene right now, we can we can do both. We're kind of designed for uh, that. Off the, off the top of my head on the indies would probably be uh, a UK wrestler named Car Noir, who I've actually based some of my stuff off of. Okay. And my favorite all-time wrestler is probably... Probably The Undertaker. I've always loved The Undertaker's entrance is everything. Very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. That's so. awesome. Yeah. I have to say that's my first wrestling memory is watching him come in at a WrestleMania, and it, like, blew me away as a child. This is where I'm so old, because, like, so my it's first wrestling memory involves Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant, so it's like, yeah, I'm I'm ancient. You so. are you are indeed 100. So. Yeah. Uh, question number four. See? Numbering them silly. <laughs> What is one musical artist that we would be shocked to know that you're a fan of? Um, I really don't know. I honestly, like, there, I come out to ABBA, so I can't really say Taylor Swift would be a shocking one <laughs> to say I'm a fan. I'm probably a rapper. I listen to a lot of, there's a rapper named Shakewell, 
and mm-hmm. um, it's okay to cry. Yeah. I listen to a lot of that while I work out. There you go. Oh, that's cool. So I like him. And um, your and favorite, then, your favorite question, honey, number five. It's a very important question, and you might not get ever invited <laughs> to IndieCast HQ if you answer incorrectly. That's right. But is it Marvel or DC, and why? I really don't pay much attention to comic books, honestly, but um, Batman was always my favorite superhero growing up, so I think that DC. DC, right? And and we have talked about many times changing this question to Marvel or Batman and why, because Batman tends to be the main answer to that question. Yeah, no Um, one's ever said The Flash or anything. No, that's actually not true. Um, uh, I do. Who was it? It was either Snoop Strikes or Troy Hollywood when they were on. Did indeed say The Flash because then they said The Flash, but then they said it was a Marvel character, and we and we mocked him for it because that's definitely not the case. So uh, now. Fabu, I'm, I'm actually very interested because now maybe this is me being ancient again here. Uh, but you had mentioned that you had based a lot of your uh, like a lot of your style based off of car noir. But when when I take a look at you, obviously I immediately think of exotic Adrian Street. Um, have you based anything off of off of him, or is it am I am I aging myself a little bit? And what other characters other than that have you kind of based what what you do off of? I've I've based a lot of my stuff off of Adrian Street. What I meant by Car Noir was more the way. I guess I would say I based it off of like some of Car Noir's mannerisms. That's who my uh, my trainer Chris Silvio told me to look up. Okay. When I started doing this, but prior to this, you know, I was definitely Adrian Street. Um, Adrian Adonis was one of them. Gorgeous George. Okay. But when I was younger, I never watched any of those guys. I always loved the high flying wrestling. I love. I always loved Rob Van Dam. He's one of my favorites. Very nice. So, also one of my favorites. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now for um, for some of your training, I know obviously you're you're training at the WWE Academy right now. Um, I, I've been told that you you've done some training in in Japan. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the time that you you got to do do just that. A little bit, yeah. It was actually my mom has a friend in Japan who's a nun. So the whole trip started when my mom wanted to see her friend, and we had a free place to stay. And my mom, my mom used to work over in England, and two of my brothers got to go, but I never got to go. So she decided to bring me over to Japan, and. We got to stay for free, and I messaged a couple of the wrestlers around here, and they got me into contact with a wrestler over there named Ruji Walter, who used to wrestle for IPW in Florida back in, like, 2001, the original IPW. Okay. So I went over there, and he showed me around, and he took me to a couple dojos and introduced me to uh, Metanaru Sawa, who helped me work for a woman... Her company is named Gato Move, and it's based out of her apartment. Okay. <laughs> and uh, do you have do you have fans? For, uh, <laughs> like, is there an audience there? I'm wow. Now I'm I'm like very interested in this. Is this like, or is this something where they're just filming it and then people are buying like the 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 buying the matches? I think it was filmed, but it was. Yeah, I'm good. It was a 
it was her apartment and then she had a side room with a mat and she fit 70 people in there there was people all there was about three feet from the mat to the wall they fit people all around there and they had these two giant windows that they had people standing uh, outside of in the cold oh my goodness that's and they some... were all paid wow how do you that's first a lot off, of people that's a lot of people for like one room how do you find out about that like and it's got to be a sellout every time something tells me if they you know that's got to be some great talent, though. I mean, that's a lot of people standing around. Hopefully, you're going to see something cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would have never known about it if it wasn't for Wuji and Sawa, but they, it was, it's actually an, an all women's promotion. Okay. And they brought me in to do a little out like the day before with two other guys. One of them ended up being in a tag match with me the next night. He was um, an Indian guy who spoke English and Japanese and the other two people in the match are fully Japanese and we I don't speak any Japanese so he was able to translate the whole match for us very cool and I have heard though of people that that go over to Japan with very little knowledge of Japanese and yet it it does amaze me that somehow a match can still happen even with with the language barrier and I always find that very interesting because I've heard that a few different times that uh, I guess you know wrestling and uh, doing the match is kind of its own its own language unto itself. So yeah, it was. It really wasn't that different, other than what the promoter wanted to see specifically. Sure. She told me to. She told what what she told me that she wanted from me specifically was more facials. She was trying to communicate it to me. She said, "You're American." I want you to use your face is essentially what she was saying. <laughs> so, no, it was, it was kind of the oddest compliment I've gotten. Yeah, I'm sure. I like my- Pretty American faces. That works out. Yeah, yeah. true. So, um, and how, I'm interested. So your mom brought your, how old were you on this trip? Uh, I was... I was 20, yeah, I was 21. I had just turned... Okay. It was in February or January of this year. Oh, okay. So, so this I is... I turned 21 in November. Okay, so this is recent. Uh, okay, so... So, so how... Um, I mean, so you went on this trip with, with your with your mom. Did, was your mom at the... Did you, I'm assuming your mom went to the shows. Yeah, she went. So she how... She went everywhere with me. She how did, me. So how does she... Uh, how does she feel about about your about your career thus far and, and like getting getting into the wrestling industry? I mean, obviously she must be she must be behind it a little bit at least if she's taking you to Japan and then watching you wrestle in a in an apartment room. So I had told her that I was interested in wrestling when I was about sixteen or seventeen. Like okay. I had always been interested, but I didn't. I found I finally found a trainer at a, an independent show called Fighting for a Cure, and. He told me how much the tuition was for the school and where it was. He gave me the address for it. It was up in... I live about an hour south of Tampa. I live down in the Sarasota area. Okay. And he told me it was up in Tampa. He told me the tuition, and I told my mom, and she was like, well, I'm not going to pay that. And I was like, okay. So I found a job that was about a mile from my house, and I didn't even have a car. I didn't ride a bike. I had a skateboard. (laughs) And I would ride to work every day. 
and I saved up enough money for the tuition, and I saved up enough money to buy a car, and I still didn't have the license. And my mom was driving me up there every day to go train. They trained seven days a week. She drove me up there every day until I got my license. Wow. Always got to shout out the the you know sports moms. They, right. They really do. They really do hold down. I have to say, I drive my kid to roller derby. Yeah. And it's you know a hike. So uh, it's a hard it's a hard life. So so speaking about your time overseas and your mom taking you over there, what was like the best and worst food situation when you were abroad? Because I know there's some really weird things and some really weird markets in Japan, especially in Japan. <laughs> so. Did you eat something awesome? We stayed mostly in the city in Tokyo. So it was a lot of restaurants. We had, um, there was a place near the nunnery, or near the hospital we stayed at, that was um, all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. We went there maybe like five times (laughs) for for the three weeks we were there. We had a lot of sushi. I love sushi. So those two things are fantastic. We had some more interesting things that were okay, there was um, a place that was essentially make your own soup, and that was okay. Probably the worst thing that I had was just kind of the odd sandwiches from the gas stations because <laughs> they would be filled with certain types of fish, and it was it just I don't really like fishy. I like sushi, but I don't really like a fishy taste. Right. So. No, I can I can definitely understand. There's definitely something of a, a difference between like. Fresh fish and like tuna from a can, like you know, yeah. that, that sounds like what what you're kind of differing in that one from there. So, so um, well, uh, very interesting. You uh, had mentioned uh, your trainer Francisco Siasto uh, very recently at uh, Full Impact Pro. Um, you kind of decided to attack him. Um, so tell us a little bit about kind of your mindset in, in attacking your trainer and, and then you, uh, and then you did something very interesting to him after you attacked him. So talk a little bit about that and kind of what was going through your mind during that, during that moment. I mean, it was my first time there. He is the gatekeeper. So it's, he's the person that people have to go through to get on to FIP. And he had attacked, um, the now the commentator, slash manager for Break Enterprises, Sean Davis. Sean has contacted me, asked me what he needed me to do, and I figured, hey, what better way to make an impact at Full Impact Pro than trying to get one over on the gatekeeper. Well, not only did you get one on the gatekeeper, you uh, you attempted to give him a makeover, um, for, yeah. for lack of a better term, that... Uh, Sadly, you did not get to finish. He, he did uh, try to fight back after that. But um, you were trying to put lipstick on him, which um, I thought was funny. I don't know if the rest of the audience agreed with me or not. But It's hard to find his shade, I would think. I don't you know, yeah. He, he, he's definitely, yeah. I think he's definitely more of a winter. So that's, you know. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to help him. He didn't yeah. appreciate it. Right, I know. It's just so unappreciative. He's, he's just trying to help him out, make him look a little prettier. You know, you could go home to Stormy Lee looking nice and pretty. It could be a nice surprise, but no, he got all angry about it. Well, you know, again, he might have been a spring. He could have been a spring. So, yeah, maybe the red was a little too much of a red. I wonder what shade that was. I didn't get a chance to look. So I don't know. I tried, I, I asked Sean to help me. I tried to give him this other color that I thought would look great on him, too, but 
it just, is what it is. I got the color. Uh, I found out what color not to use for next time. There we go. That's so, essentially the main lesson that I learned from it. So now, what? It, so kind of your your plans from here. You've made you've kind of made your impact. Now, ultimately, you guys are going to have to face off one on one. I would one one on one. I would think so. Now he's been training you. Um, a- along with other people from there, so he's obviously seen a lot of you since you've been coming up and and joining the the uh, the wrestling rank. So, uh, what what kind of plans? And, and hopefully, he won't be listening. What kind of plans do, could you have for him to to try to make sure he's not ready for what he may have already seen in training? I mean, a bulk of my training was done with him. I do train some other places prior. Uh, I don't mean prior. I guess I should say prior. Before our next match at uh, FIP, I'm actually going back to Japan this September. Okay. And the next FIP is on the uh, September 13th. I'll be leaving on the 10th. So unfortunately, I won't be able to do much with him there. But I may learn a couple things to help me get one over on him. Definitely, yeah. Got you. Nobody's on Davis in my corner. Exactly. Right. So and now what? Now is the? Uh, or will you be wrestling on the the next Japan trip as well? Or, or are we heading back to the apartment? Is there? A, so what? What? Uh, what has he heading out there? Unfortunately, uh, I won't be heading back to the with the nuns. Do they're going to be on a vacation? Oh, okay. so it, this one is more of a trip for. My friends. Okay. I've been in contact with some people, so hopefully something happens. But if not, I still plan on having a good time. Very nice. So, uh, so, so you made you made Japan a couple of times. Have you made the the somewhat cl- now cliche trip to the uh, to the Ribera Steakhouse? I did. You did. Nice. There's actually uh, two Ribera Steakhouses, and I didn't realize that. I went to there's the main Riberas, and then there's a smaller restaurant about 40 minutes away. Okay. Me and my mother went to the first one. We ordered a steak, you know, obviously. Right. There's nothing else to order there. There's about a menu with five steaks on it. And we asked about the jacket when I got there. They said they didn't have any. So we looked it up on Google Maps and we walked the 40 minutes all the way to the other Riberas to oh go and get the jacket. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got to come away with the jacket. There's just no two ways around yeah. it. I mean, I mean that. I remember the they road actually, war. They needed proof that uh, I was a wrestler before they gave it to me. Really? So, they did. So what? Do you, so what? Do you, are you like heading to YouTube at that point? Then it's like, okay, well, here's like, here's my most recent match, and that's. That was my first thought when he asked. I, we originally asked, and they said they didn't have any. So we stepped outside, and we had to charge our phones, and the guy came back out, and he said, are you a wrestler? And my first thought was, I should show him a YouTube match. I opened up my fanny pack, and I had I had made business cards before the trip. So I took out one of my business cards, and I gave it to him. And he took it and went inside, came back out about five minutes later with a jacket. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I love the fact that a business card that does it. I would, but I, you would think they would want to be like, well, "Let me see a YouTube match," and and like go from there. But no, okay, I'm glad they took your word for it. So, 
I mean, he uh, took the he took the few minutes, made a made a card. Uh, I would take that seriously, right? Well, actually, very interesting. Uh, I have been told, sir, that uh, you are a very much a fan, uh, not as much of TV, but as of YouTube. Uh, so uh, what is kind of your favorite channels to watch and get stuck on a uh, YouTube rabbit hole, as it were? Uh, I, I kind of watch what piques my interest. I watch a lot of weightlifting videos. Okay. I'm very into lifting weights, obviously. <laughs> and honestly, I've been watching a lot of Minecraft videos. Okay. So, so what, what's your, okay. So what's your favorite weightlifting channel and why is it Seamus's? Cause I've heard a lot about his, uh, I am obviously not a weightlifter. The biggest weight I lift up is me getting up in the morning. Uh, and then, uh, what is it about Minecraft that you, that you like watching? Seamus does have a very good YouTube channel. Like I, I definitely watch that whenever he, he posts, but other than that, there's a couple very specific. There's a channel called uh, Juji Mufu, and I, you've probably seen a couple of his viral videos. He's a big buff ginger who does the splits and yes. does a lot of things with flamingos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the flamingos. He's, um, he's got a very interesting channel. He does a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I like to watch like Brian Shaw, who's been a four time world's strongest man. Um, the most recent world's strongest man, um, Martins Lisi's. I watch a lot of strongman videos. Okay. So, are you looking to keep putting on the muscle? Is uh, is Fabu going to get bigger and bigger? Not exactly. That's not my plan. I like doing a lot of the flying stuff I do, and that would obviously become a lot harder if I was if I gain size. Right now, I'm around 170. And I've thought about putting on size, but again, it would just make high-flying high things harder to do. Understandable. So, so well, uh, so uh, one, we've got uh, a few questions that we uh, have to end, our, end every episode with here. So uh, one of them, honey, do you want to do that one there? The, sure. uh, the Trevin Adams memorial question? Yes. Uh, so... As though, our good friend... Though Trevin's not dead, we do realize. But. I know. In, in memoriam, I don't know. We, I don't know yeah. how we can do this Well, better. he's the one that created this yes. question based off of his <laughs> argument, so that's... So we all know that everyone does the drives, and when you're coming home from a long road trip of doing fantastic shows up and down the East Coast or something, mm-hmm. uh, and you're really hungry, it's time to stop. You see very bright, shiny lights up ahead. Is it Sheets or Wawa? I've never actually... I don't think I've ever actually been to a Sheets. I see. This is where where I always lose on this, by the way, because a lot of people have not been up far enough north to do do a Sheets. No worries. They're not missing anything. Say that again, Fabu. My wife was mocking my Sheets love. So, I've, I've driven by them, so I, I know what they are. I've just never right. stopped at one. Well, I highly recommend next time you drive by one, pull in and and see the joy that is Sheets and, and why it's better than Wawa. Um, and you will, He's you will, lying. You will come back to me. You can, you can message me on Facebook or on, on Twitter 
uh, all at IndieCast. Please follow us if you're not already. Uh, <laughs> and tell us why Sheets is better than Wawa. And, and you can uh, let Fabu know why he should stop him. That's, those are lies. Those are <laughs> terrible, dirty lies. Like, you'll never walk into a Sheets and go, this place is awesome. You're going to walk into a Wawa and go... Clean and nice. I do Can't it every time there. I walk into a sheet. How Stop. dare you? You're a liar. I hear angels sing. Oh, goodness. So. Calm down. <laughs> I mean, I know Lola has bangs, so. It's true. True. That, that, that puts it over for me. Though, well, I know. I won't, I won't go into what I've heard about bang recently. But anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get political on this show. But, uh. So, uh, Fabu, we have two questions that we ask all of our guests to uh, at the end of our episode. Uh, the first one is a little dark, so we apologize in advance. But uh, in this lovely uh, sports entertainment uh, industry that we all love, uh, we sadly lose a lot of talent early. Um, with that being said, if there was anybody who is uh, no longer with, uh, with us here on this living plane that you would like to work with, uh, learn from, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, who would it be and why? Uh, I really don't know. I don't. I don't think about this stuff a lot. I've never really thought about like dream matches or anything with people who I'd like to see come back. But I mean, I guess just off the top of my head, probably maybe Owen Hart oh. or Eddie Guerrero. Okay, awesome, and probably two. I feel like those two would have a lot to teach. Definitely. And probably two of our most popular answers for, for this Same. question. So definitely, definitely good one. So uh, for Eddie, what was you, what was your favorite uh, version of Eddie? Was it uh, like WCW Long Mullet Eddie? Was it uh, Latino Heat Eddie? What would which one would you was your go to? I grew up watching Latino Heat Eddie when he won uh, the undisputed title. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the one that sticks in, the one that pops into my head. The one that's in my memory sure. but I've seen a lot of his older stuff in WCW and like ECW and it's it's all fantastic so it's I would say around 2003-2004 when he okay. won the title is probably my favorite version definitely now, that was a good time for Eddie. Uh, question number two. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that uh, all animals in nature have certain traits to assist with their survival. Uh, giraffes have a long neck Rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Our belief is that the human's ability uh, is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Fabu Andre, if you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? Uh, Is this a fight for survival or just a fight? Uh... For the most part, usually people bring this up as a fight for survival. Um, but I mean, if you want to make it, if you want to make it a friendly sparring match, that's fine too. Let's just assume you can't get out of this fight, right? <laughs> and no political group will come after you. We've we've had and we've had answers all the way from mythical creatures uh, to uh, even up to uh, uh, and one of the managers from Chikara said he would fight a ticket uh, a uh, a kitten with a tack hammer because he always puts himself over to win. So you've got quite the range to work with here. I guess if we can go with mythical creatures, one I've always been interested in is the Wendango. What is you'll have to? What is that? You have to explain that. Though. I don't know that one. It is an Indian, a Native American 
uh, folklore okay. of a person who essentially turns into a cannibal. Okay. He turns into a monster. He's not. He's no longer looks like a human. He's. I've seen them portrayed as long and skinny, or I've seen them portrayed as large and furry, kind of like a, a Bigfoot. Okay. And then what? So, what weapon are you using to fight this this wonderful creature? I've always loved swords. Nice. I use a sword. So now what? Now sword a sword gives us a, a pretty de- decent range here. Are we talking more like katana style, or are we going like double double handed like broadsword? Uh, a more medieval sword. More medieval. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. I, don't think we I get... feel like that would be a fairly fair fight. That's a good. Yeah, it's a good yeah. battle. Yeah. I like that one. So, uh, well, Febu, this is the uh, part of the episode where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get, Get your, your shit in. in. Uh, so let everybody know where they can find uh, your social media, your uh, buy your merchandise, where they can see you next, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The, the uh, floor is yours. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all under Fabu Andre. If you're interested in buying any merch, uh, just send me a message. I'm working on getting shirts right now. Other than that, I have 8x10s and stickers, and I'm looking to sell some of my gear, my wings, older stuff that I don't use quite as much. Uh, but just Fabu Andre anywhere, and you'll find me. Excellent. Awesome. What do you have any upcoming shows you want to promote right now? Um, I do have, as you said earlier, I have Bar Wars coming up at the Clearwater Brewing Company on uh, the twenty fourth. I have uh, Revolt Pro Wrestling up in Milton, Florida, which is near the in the Panhandle, on the eighteenth. Very nice. And you know who actually wants to go to that Bar Wars show? By the way. Mama Maximus. She oh ac- she actually asked me about it. <laughs> my mom wants because it's in Clearwater, so she's all excited. She's like, "What's this Bar Wars?" I'm like, "I don't know, Mom. Uh, we we can go if you really want to." But it's, it's a fun time. It yeah. Really is. Oh, it's I, great. I don't know. It's a great experience all around. I don't know if you should take your mom. She cannot drink you. My mom cannot drink me. That's not that's, wrong. That's a terrible so, thing. But mom doesn't drink <laughs> beer that often, so I, I get the balance on that at least. So. <laughs> but anyway, well, uh, Fabu, thank you once again for uh, joining us today on the IndieCast. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, and as always, to our dozens and dozens uh, out there listening to us right now, thank you once again for tuning into the IndieCast. Until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen. And I'm Shelly Allen. And as we always say, everybody, deuces! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, Well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, Here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to Legends of uh, Today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, 
or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We are, we're touching wieners. We're touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.